0: Welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey folks, I'm Brandon. And I'm Lindsay. Hey, welcome
1: back to Adam's Rib. Liz. what are we up to today.
0: Well, (laughs) that was quick and sudden. So welcome, new listeners, to Adam's Rib Podcast. Uh, you can find us every single Tuesday with a new episode in iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe to our website for new updates and new blogs and new episodes to AdamsRibPodcast.com. You can email us with your questions, your prayers, your praise reports, your Transgressions, your concerns, all of that at Adam's Rip Podcast at gmail dot com. Did I cover it? I think so. Okay, so this is episode one hundred and sixty six. Nurturing your faith. So, Brandon, when I say nurturing your faith, what 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 do you think of? Like when someone says nurture your faith, what does that make you think of?
1: Well, I think of it as taking care of you know. I mean, look at the word nurturing. You know, when you...
0: Oh, I didn't do that. When you look at I'll it... Google it. <laughs> you know, I like Greek, the Greek roots and the Latin roots.
1: <laughs> when you think about nurture, like, look at a parent's position. Like, you see them nurture something, nurture the baby. They do whatever it takes to make sure that what they have is in a good position. Like, if I want my face to be in a good position, I have to nurture it. I have to take care of it. I have to
0: yes Webster so it's a verb so it's an action that you have to do I think that's why oh I'm about to get deep I think that's why faith without works is dead is in the scripture because it's an action so I just took that as nurturing your faith (laughs) so when you look up the definition it does say care for and encourage the growth or development of and synonyms are bring up care for take care of look after tend rear raise support foster (laughs) Mm, i'm just saying i just thought that was really deep and really serious (laughs) so when i i think this episode was my idea when i thought about nurturing our faith i think a lot of us walk around and say yeah i have faith but what are we doing to you know exercise our faith what are we doing to put ourselves in a position to even have faith how are we growing, you know, our faith. I think that's why we wanted to call it nurturing our faith. So as I was kind of reading into scripture and kind of taking my notes, I noticed that I just started just kind of making a list automatically off top of how to nurture your faith. But then I just kind of ran with it. So bear with me unless you want to have something else to say before I, before I jump into my list. Okay. So the first thing, ladies and gents is that we have to trust in God, you know, to, to trust in, in our Lord and savior, because when you put your trust in God, you're building a stronger foundation on his word and on his promises. The Bible says that he has, that he shows those wisdom who seek him and he'll reveal himself to you. And it, I feel like it's truly in those moments of faith when you really see Christ for who he is in Proverbs it says to so trust me with your whole heart so that I can guide your steps and so the reason why I want to start with that first is to trust in him because I think I've mentioned this before in previous episodes. You cannot trust who you do not know, and so and I think it's when we really kind of see things happen. I should say, I feel like in our lives when we see like impossible things happen, that's when we really recognize who Christ is. I feel like sometimes something bad, miraculous has to happen for us to even believe, oh, there is a God. No, there is a God because you have breath in your lungs. You know what I'm saying? Because you're walking this earth.
1: The existence of this world is a a proof.
0: I agree. I agree. But I, I feel like just in my experiences and just coming across individuals, you know, it's really when they're really get down on their luck when they're like, Oh God, you know, hear my cry, you know, where was your trace, trust and faith in him before? So that's one thing. Second thing is to be transformed by him. That's also how you can nurture your faith. I feel that a lot of believers, Christian women consider the act of salvation to be an intellectual decision rather than a transformational one. And scripture even says that we're to be transformed by the renewal of our mind and that by testing you uh by, the, by, and by that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is his good and acceptable perfect will. I believe that's in Romans. So anyway, so I feel like God brings about you know a very clear and noticeable difference when you trust and allow him to transform you because you ever like meet someone like man you've you may may not say like those words you've been transformed but like you kind of like get the sense like something's changed do you know what i'm saying And so I feel like so many of us block our own blessings by not allowing God to transform us, you know, and we try and stop him because it's usually not a pretty process when that happens. And so if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God— And God equips us with that word. So the Holy Spirit helps us understand his word and how we are to live. And he opens our eyes of understanding and he gives us a new heart and a new nature. And so when we're being transformed by him, I feel like it's easier to put our faith in him because he has changed us to allow us to even have that in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Usually, I'm I'm used to someone more chatty. Brandon, oh, is it early? I'm, are you dwelling? I'm, I'm definitely dwelling. There <sighs> until, but at, before you go
1: on, <laughs> I, well, I don't know if one of your uh, other points uh, come across this,
0: but maybe <laughs> I'll let you know. What is it? <laughs> I think for,
1: for the listeners, there are, there may be some that are asking, like, how do
0: you have faith? Oh no, I don't have that in my list
1: Uh,
0: It might come up But I don't have that
1: (laughs) Well, one of the words that I definitely have Is to believe Um, One of the things that You know, God Really establishes in his word Is that if you Believe in him Believe in the ways Of him You will see things come together it, do you have faith in your marriage do you have faith in your job do you have faith in all of these things and you know um it, there, there's a scripture that says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and then everything else will be added but think about it in order for you to seek you have to believe in god that you're seeking you know what you desire
0: So that's i think that seeking process is the nurturing process as well <laughs>
1: Because I mean but but again, like you said, it's a verb, it's action. You have to take action yeah. in doing that. Like I can't believe that you know, I can't put myself in a position to believe that blue
0: is blue if I'm arguing something different and saying, Oh, it's
1: not blue, it's and such as and such. like I have to know that it's blue. Right?
0: <laughs> Like if I'm what kind of an about, analogy is that? I don't say,
1: like if I'm, if I'm talking to this blue and I see that it's blue, and all my years that I've been knowing this blue, I have to. At
0: some point, I finally I believe it's, it's blue, right? At
1: some point in my faith, I
0: have to
1: know that it's blue. Uh, you know, Amen. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, but like, the thing about it, you have to believe. You have to believe. And. Mm. You know, but what are some things that are nurturing your belief? What is What are some things that are helping you understand and say, hey, I see what God is saying. I see the things that are going. On. Now I'm starting to believe. The thing about it, once you believe, you can't just stop believing at that moment like you gotta keep going. Nurturing your nurturing is a ongoing process. Yeah. Um it's something that you have to keep going. You something that you have to keep dealing with. You know, when you nurture something like one of the uh the synonyms that Lindsay said it was like uh to care of or go for or
0: bring up, care for, take care of, look after, tend, rear, raise, support, foster. Mm. <laughs>
1: But notice that all of those that she said is an ongoing process. <laughs> Care for race, tend to all that stuff. So there's an ongoing process. Like you can't, your faith cannot be temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, like God did not create us to have temporary faith or temporary belief or anything like that. That's
0: it's, a good point.
1: Something that you believe in something that you long for, you want to go for whatever promotion that you want to walk into, you have to have continual faith. And, and you, know, the, you know, the old school has something that that they say, like, it. Uh, whatever, whatever it took to keep your baby hook is the same thing that you have to keep it. It's kind of that same way.
0: I've never heard it, of that.
1: It, well, you know, <laughs> <been> sheltered. So, <laughs> the same thing it took for you to get that promotion is the same thing it takes for you to keep it
0: Mm -hmm. you
1: know the same thing that took you to get to that healing is the same thing to keep it you have to keep having faith you have to keep believing regardless of the opinion of other people regardless of whatever else is being said at the end of the day if you believe that Whatever it is that you've been praying for, whether it was two days or two years or two decades.
0: Oh, I do bring that up. Hold that thought. Uh-huh. Okay. No, I mean, finish it, but hold it.
1: <laughs> like, whatever you've been praying for, like, you have to continue to believe through that entire duration. Do not give the enemy any room to, to change your belief to unbelief.
0: It's kind of a good segue. I have prayer on my list, but first I'm going to start with this one. Then I'm going to go into prayer. So my next thing was to abide in him. So when we accept Jesus Christ into our lives, we are adopted into God's family. So that makes you rich child, right? And what parent doesn't want a close relationship with their child. So when you pray, you don't come to your parent as a beggar, but at his child. And when you abide in Christ, you can pray without ceasing, knowing that he hears you. When scripture says that we can pray without ceasing, we tend to think, does this mean I have to pray nonstop? Technically, yes, you could pray nonstop, I guess, if you are not have a job, you know, I, I got things to do. But what it really means is that you can cultivate a spirit that is habitually devotional, keeping your heart in agreeance to God. So again, y'all know I like to get deep with these words. So the Greek word for without ceasing in First Thessalonians doesn't mean nonstop, but it means recurring or frequent. So it is a God consciousness and a God surrender that you carry with you all the time. That's what it means by prayer, praying without ceasing. So every waking moment is to be lived in an awareness that that God is with you and that he's actively involved and engaged in your thoughts and your actions. And that's what I mean when I say to abide in him. In John 15, 5, it says, or Jesus says specifically, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. So how are we to nurture our faith if we are not abiding in him? Biding in him hoping that you know what we were asked for what we are seeking will be fruitful eventually so then that leads into my segue when you had mentioned prayer that was my next point prayer should be like breathing you don't have to think to breathe because i looked up actually why we breathe <laughs> so i read this in a book once So, you know, like I said, prayer should be like breathing. So you don't have to think to breathe because the atmosphere exerts pressure in your lungs and essentially forces you to breathe. And that's actually why it's really hard to hold your breath than it is to breathe. (laughs) I actually read this in a book. So anyway. So when you're born into the family of God and you enter into his spiritual atmosphere where God's presence and his grace are exerting pressure or influence in your life. So prayer is the normal response to that pressure. It's like breathing and it should be like breathing. So as believers, we have all entered this divine atmosphere to breathe the air of prayer. But unfortunately, a lot of us hold our spiritual breath in quotations, for long periods of time, thinking brief moments with God are sufficient to allow us to survive. And this is why, you know, you're walking around in doubt and anxiety instead of having that faith. The fact is that every believer has to be continually in the presence of God and constantly breathing in his truth to be fully functional. So it's easier for Christians to feel secure by presuming on instead of depending on God's grace. Does that kinda of make sense? Yes. So too many believers, I think, become satisfied with physical blessings and have little desire for spiritual ones. And when you begin to rely on things of this world to fulfill you, make you happy, you still find yourself feeling empty. You still find yourself feeling hungry and, and being spiritually starved because you haven't been nurturing your faith through prayer. You've been spiritually holding your breath when it's just easier to pray, just like it's easier physically to pray or physically to breathe. Next thing is to love him. I think that's obvious, but I want to throw it in there because maybe not. But loving God and loving um, him long term. I, I like when you said temporary because I feel like it's easy to like love God with conditions. <laughs> I feel like we, we tend to love God temporarily. So if you find that you're having difficulty growing in your faith, you know, join a group of people who desire to live for Christ and to go closer to him along with you and get under the discipline of a pastor or a Bible teacher or, you know, some spiritual mentor. Pursue what God's call is for your life. With all the diligence, keep your heart clean. Worship God. God God inhabits the praises of His people. So, nurturing your relationship with God and feeling His love and feel His presence, and then you can experience kingdom here on earth and pursue that holiness. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think that was pretty like pretty set like your love for god definitely determines everything else
0: yeah determines
1: everything else and you know kind of it kind of makes me wonder like when you're in love with somebody when you're in love with god like usually when you enter the presence of that person or when you enter into the presence of god everything else surrounding you seems to be in a better Flow or better atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Even if that, that brings me to Galatians five, when it talks about the fruit of the spirit, like, you know, joy, peace, happiness, long suffering, all those things. When you have faith in God, those fruits manifest. Yeah. And those fruits grow. Those <laughs> things tend to uh be in the forefront because oh I was like, oh,
0: you about to get up, no. start preaching. No, I'm just saying oh. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, <No>. you shifted. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, like, you know, the things about it, like when you're around like when you have faith in God, all those other things seem to be magnified as well. Because whatever it is that you're seeking God for, those things tend to pop out. If you're having faith that you want to be happy with God, the happiness is going to show itself. I feel like God is an individual that will never hold back anything that, you know, we are desperately needing to see. Like, if we want to see happiness, he's going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to see joy, he's going to give it to you. But the thing about it is, you have to believe uh, that you uh, wanting to, are wanting to receive that. You know, there's even a scripture in the Bible, you know, it talks about like, God, I believe, but help me change my unbelief. Mm -hmm. What is it that I need to change in me in order to see that belief? What fruit do I need to, what fruit, negative fruit or negative seed do I need to get rid of that's causing me to be distracted in my faith? Like, God, help me believe, change my unbelief, help me find out whatever it is that I need to get rid of to move aside so that way I can see you for who you really are. That was a prayer. I I want to believe. I want to see you for who you are. And I want to change my vision and I want to be able to continue in my faith even after I put myself in in position to believe. And one thing that you said, and it kind of still sticks out to me, was about the whole breathing. Like it takes more energy to hold in your breath than to actually breathe. Like God made us to breathe. Notice that is easy. We don't really think about it, but it takes more energy and time to really try to hold your breath. And then you struggle eventually. So, Just know that in your faith, if you can putting yourself in a position to hold on to your faith and not exercise it, you will find yourself being tired and out of breath and Mm -hmm. out of, you know, time. And you're adding more struggle to your life. So if you continue to just let go and let God do his thing and believe in him, all of these things will be easy breezy.
0: Java i have three more points okay <laughs> this one was a longer one because this one i felt this one is to walk with christ and now let me break this down so in scripture it says that god is a good shepherd even in the lord's prayer it starts starts out by saying that the lord is my shepherd so again y'all know i had to look into well why is that why a shepherd <laughs> so <clears throat> excuse me I think I've brought this up before about sheep, but sheep have a natural tendency to wander off and get lost as we do as believers as well. We tend to do the same thing. And in in Isaiah 53, 6, it says, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. So when sheep go astray, they are in danger of getting lost, of being attacked, and even like killing themselves because they fall off cliffs. And like, they're actually like, stupid animals. And so, and just like those sheep, it's in our nature to have the strong tendency to go astray and following the lust of our flesh. And we like to wander away from the shepherd and, you know, have our own self remedies and self righteousness to reject God and drift away. And so when we do this, we then run the risk of getting lost and even forgetting the way back to God. And so when we turn away from God, we find ourselves confronting one enemy after another who will attack us in numerous ways. Same with sheep, you know, they got to watch out for wolves or whatever other creatures out there. And so, sheeps are basically helpless creatures who cannot survive long without a shepherd, you know, because they totally are dependent on that shepherd. And so, just like us, like the sheep, we're totally dependent upon the Lord to shepherd us, to protect us, to care for us. And so, The fact that sheeps are really dumb animals, they don't learn well and they're extremely difficult to train and they don't have good eyesight. They don't hear very well and they're very slow animals so they can't really escape from predators. They don't have camouflage. They don't have any weapons of defense. They don't have hooves. They don't have jaws. They don't have claws. Like these are like legit, you know, animals that like are the most attackable ones in the kingdom is what I read. (laughs) So, and they're easily frightened. They can become become confused. My point is the fact that... They have been known to actually plunge blindly off a cliff following after one another. And so, shepherds in the Bible at times had to face all these dangers and caring for their sheep and putting their own lives at risk by battling wild animals like wolves and lions that, you know, are threatening, you know, their flock. And they even said, just like as David was a shepherd, and so in order to be good shepherds, they had to be willing to lay down their lives for the sheep. So, y'all know where I'm going with this, right? You know, so why do you think God laid down your life for you, Yes, sheep? <laughs> mm. Nurture your faith, like I said, by again, walking with him. Because obviously, just like the sheep, we are totally helpless without him. And so truly, truly just sit at his feet and just throw it all on him and depend solely on him. Two more points and then we're, run, we're done. Live for him. I think you might have mentioned, kind of talked about this a little bit, but your time here on earth is a gift from God. And so use that time to serve him because he'll then use your gifts for his glory. And many of you don't even realize you are in a spiritual battle. So stand prepared and stand ready and use the word of God as a sword and as a weapon against what the enemy tells you. Use that armor that God is giving you because fear has no hold on you since you live in the presence of god and again that is how you're going to nurture your faith by knowing that you have these spiritual tools to fight in the spiritual battle and then lastly is to rest in him god is never going to leave or forsake you and that is scripture and he is in your mindset well he should be anyway and so at times you may feel fatigued or, you know, you may have fear of failure. And when these times hit you, take the time to just rest in him. Specifically and in, in, in deliberately choose to rest where he can renew and recharge you. And look back at those times when God showed you that he is good and that he is kind and that he was faithful. And use those times as a memory. As, as markers in your in your life and so see once again that you have a great god and he is a place of refuge and that jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith and continually just to have faith and to have that joy and when you rest in him who's going to give you the ultimate triumph mm-hmm. that was my last point mm. and we're out of time unless you have something else i'm just, I really don't have anything else. <laughs> Say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> just, just nourish. Just continue to nourish your faith, y'all. Believe, walk in Him. Stay connected with God. I think that's one of the main things that we're saying. If you continue to stick with God, He will stick with you and believe you. You know, so continue to go forth, care for it, tend all this <laughs> and Just continue to keep going in your faith and don't stop. Even when the (laughs) victory is already there, keep
0: going. So,
1: yes. Boom. That's our time, y'all.
0: We'll catch y'all next week.